Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. Now here's your host, Gary John Bishop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am your very Scottish host, Gary John Bishop. This is the week after my latest book, Wise as Fuck, Simple Truths to Guide You Through the Shitstorms of Life, which is available everywhere. Good books are sold, an audiobook, obviously. As with all of my books, I've packed this book full of nuggets and little gems of wisdom to uh, empower you to take on the life that you are really after. This week's show, you guys, this is an issue that I feel as if I'll I'll probably be addressing this thing when, I was going to say when I'm old and gray, but when I'm older and much grayer, I'll still be fucking talking about this. And it's this notion of speaking your truth or just saying what's on your mind. And it's become very popular in society and particularly in Western society. Like we admire people that just, in quotes, say it like it is. And some of you, by the way, relate to me like I'm that guy, which is sometimes true, but not always, right? And I'm going to explain in a moment why. And the reason why this thing came to mind for me is I hear this very overused word called authenticity. You know, people will say, well, I'm just being, can I speak authentically? right? Or I just want to be my authentic self. And that's like when it gets confused with this whole notion of like speaking your truth or saying what's on your mind. Here's what I've come to discover. When people say they're going to speak the truth or they are speaking the truth, or they're just a straight shooter, here's what you're getting. You're either getting some opinion of theirs or some fucking upset of theirs or some complaint of theirs. So that is, people are using this opportunity of authenticity to complain. And then when people say, well, you know, what about what you just said? Well, I'm just speaking my truth. Well, the question is, what if your truth is fucking bullshit? What if your truth fucking wounds? What if your truth diminishes another? What if your truth contributes nothing but another little fucking puddle of negativity to the giant ocean of negativity that we get faced with every other fucking day? What if your truth diminishes rather than elevates? You see, a long, a a number of years ago, I was going to say a long time ago, but then I started to sound like fucking Gandalf. So a number of years ago, I learned that my personality was only a part of me. Like, it's not all of me. It's only an element. 
And that was a really kind of confronting thing to learn because I'd built much of my life until that point on what I thought was me. But it wasn't really me. It's more like this is who I've become. And by the way, as you're listening to this, this is exactly how you've lived your life. You live your life as a full representation of who you've become, yet you had no conscious say in how you've become this. As I like to call it, this is a series of stumbles through life, of reactions to certain situations, and that you've become this way. If you look back, you will see that your whole persona is really just a survival mechanism to make you get people to either accept or like you, for you to be relatively effective in this world, the one you are thrown into, and for you to live as long as possible. Your persona has got nothing to do with love and connection and satisfaction and all that shit. Your persona is all about manipulation. Your persona is about getting people and things to turn in your direction. Your entire persona is to get certain people to approve or like you, for you to appear a certain way. And by the way, some of you might know this already at some level, but if you look at the places in life where you're successful, but unfulfilled, those are the successes of your persona. They're not your successes. You don't feel like they're yours. It's all your fucking shtick. Oh, you're bullshit. And so you have the upsets of your persona. You have the fucking complaints of your persona. Because, you know, you're constantly going around in life and determining what is and what isn't. That includes people and situations, so on and so forth. So then what the fuck's authentic then? What's authentic about you? Like, really? Like, if this persona is just your shtick to get you through this fucking life, when do I start getting authentic? Like, what is authentic? Authentic is when you start to tell the truth about yourself. That's your truth. Speaking your truth is telling the truth about you. Not fucking telling some whine or fucking moan about somebody else or some situation you're in. That's not your truth. That's a fucking complaint. So what is your truth? Well, if you read Stop Doing That Shit, there's an opportunity for you to tell the truth in that book in a way that many of you have never done so. And one of the areas that I talk about is tell the truth about yourself, like something about you. It's not something about you. It's actually the determining thing about you, the thing that runs the whole show in the background of your thoughts. And so what I did was I took a step forward authentically and told the truth about myself in that book. And so the truth about myself is that in the background of my thoughts, which what runs me as a human being or a large part of what runs me as a human being is that I'm not smart enough. Like that was something, some residue from my childhood that still reverberates around the darkly lit chambers of my innermost thoughts. I was never able to kind of eloquently explain that. I was never able to tell people because I was too busy trying to overcome it. I was too busy trying to overcome this notion that I'm not smart enough. That shit makes no difference. Because when you have some kind of deeply held and profound experience of yourself, that's what that experience is. It doesn't go away. And I'm not even fucking trying to make it go away, right? I just realize that it's a little brain fart that I've been left with 
from development, right? Growing up. That's when you're starting to get the authenticity. That's when you're starting to see the kind of whole of who you are rather than just this myopic little exercise and indulging who you've become. So authenticity is always about you. I'm going to give you this other little piece of authenticity. And if you start to listen to what I'm saying in terms of this, this will make total fucking sense to you. Human beings have a radar for authenticity. Like if you're watching a television show and there's a bad actor on that fucking show, you don't need somebody to go, they're a bad actor. You know that. And you've never acted a fucking day in your life, but you can tell that's a bad actor. Well, I want you to consider in your life, you're a bad actor. Whatever you're trying to project, whatever you're trying to get out there, I can see past all that shit. I know what you're trying to get to. So authenticity is always simple. You already have a radar for other people's authenticity. It'd be foolish to think that they don't have a radar for yours, your pretenses, your lies, your pretending. That's all inauthentic shit designed to cover over what really went on in your life. And if you imagine like the impact that that has on you as a human being, like layers and layers and layers and layers of that shit. And then you wonder why you're fucking overwhelmed. Because you're not authentic. We want authenticity. Authenticity is short, to the point, clean, doesn't need any explanation. It's just what's so. Let's leave the authentic thing at there. But I'm going to come back to authenticity over the coming weeks because I feel as if it's something that we all need to develop ourselves. And one of the things that people have said to me over the years, like you're so real, it's not like some fucking character trait. I had to really have a lot of breakthroughs in my life to stop trying to convince people to relate to me in a certain way and accept that they relate to me in the way that they do. And that my only job in this life is to be myself. But again, I want to take away that idea that being myself is like a fuck you to the world. It's not. I'm not a fuck you to anybody. I'm being myself because ultimately I have to die. And I'd rather die having been myself than die having turned myself inside out so that you'd approve. And I invite you not to do it either. It's funny, you know, we end up with a tribe, right? You might have a big one, you might have a little one. And then at some point, many of us realize this tribe isn't the one we wanted. But it's the one we ended up with because we thought this would be the best way to get ahead. But we realize in that pursuit, we lost ourselves. We lost the sense of who the fuck we are. And that's probably the biggest reason why I, I don't really deal with a lot of things like overwhelm or burnout because this is who I am. There's no pretense. I'm not trying to be like, you know, some genius of philosophy or something. Why? Because that's not who I am. I dabble or I graze at the buffet table of philosophy and I'll come back to certain dishes <laughs> and I'll get fascinated with other dishes. But I tend not to gorge myself at that particular table. So I'm not out to be someone that I'm not. I'm out to express who I am and explore my own potentiality. Less speaking your mind, less speaking your bullshit truth, more speaking authentically. All right, we're about to go into your break. And as usual, if you want your question or your comment or your conundrum or your quandary featured on the show, Contact us, connect at garyjohnbishop.com or you can call us 
3203. We'll be back in a minute. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Okay, welcome back to the show. Welcome back to Unfuck Nation. This is the part of the show where we hear from the nation. What are they dealing with? What are people dealing with in their lives? And one of the things, by the way, if you are going to contact the show with whatever you're dealing with, it really helps if you're as real as possible about what this thing is for you, right? Um, get right down in the dirt. Tell the fucking truth. The truth in this instance will definitely set you free. All right, as usual, Stephen, uh, what questions have we got for the week? Got two great questions for you from write-in listeners, Gary, and then we've got a voicemail question for you today. But I want to let the nation know one other quick thing. There's a difference between telling the truth in your messages and going with the ramble on. So make sure that you're actually giving all of the clarification that needs to be there. But let's make sure that we're not overselling it. Perfect. I love that. This, the truth is always simple, right? It has to be. Yeah. So what do we got this week? This week's first question comes from Jay. Jay says, after recently being granted a divorce, I'm still not free from my ex-wife. As a result of the divorce, I've been ordered by the court to work 98-hour workdays every year to support her. Essentially, I'm paying alimony. How can I cope better with the fact that I feel like an indentured servant being forced to spend time for her benefit? Okay. This is a good one. All right, so... Jay, get your fucking seatbelt on, all right? Because you're going to need it by the time I'm done with you here, okay? So, you are free. Sounds to me like you wanted a divorce. You are free. Okay, you're free to go ahead and do whatever the fuck you want. And, my friend, you have some responsibilities. You might not like your responsibilities, but you have responsibilities. Look, Jay, you're turning yourself into a big fucking victim here. That's the first thing. And you're going to end up a resentful, angry asshole if you're not already there. But this is where you're headed. You're headed in that direction. All right, you're just going to be a fucking bitter old man. So I want you to kind of pull yourself back from the edge, my friend, and save yourself from a future that, trust me, you do not want this fucking future. You do not want it. In the terms of your divorce, however this was adjudicated, this is how it's adjudicated. This is what you've been left with. Now, this is, kind of reminds me of a client that I had many years ago, and they were in this big upset with her ex, and the divorce was dragging out and dragging out and dragging out. And so this person came to me and said, I want to hire you to help me navigate this. And very quickly I realized... You didn't hire me to help you navigate this. You hired me to help you fucking win it. And so there came a point after a few weeks, I said to the person, all right, you need to answer this question honestly. 
I said, do you want a divorce or do you want a fair divorce? And I said, you got to pause. You got to wait. And they thought about it. And he said, I want a divorce. I said, give them what they want. And he said, but they want this and they want that. And they want this, they want that. I said, see, you don't want a divorce. You want a fair divorce. And you might not get that. And in fact, given how this is going, you probably won't. So Jay, what you need to understand here is there's a lot of resentment there with you with this marriage that failed, right? And there's a lot there. And you're fucking blaming her. You think you're the innocent party. I'm sorry, my friend, but you're married to somebody. You get to own the whole fucking thing, how that turned out. For numerous reasons, right? Either you should have saw what was coming, the signs were there, or you should have pulled out earlier, or you should never have married that person, or whatever way you got to get yourself responsible for how that fucking turned out, rather than what you're currently doing, which is that it was her, and now I'm doubly fucked because I need to pay. So... An aspect of being married, and I talked about this in previous episodes, is that there exists the potential for divorce. That's part of being married. You can't go into a marriage and pretend that that doesn't exist. It's very real and that it could go that way. And I'm also clear, by the way, blaming anyone for how a marriage turned out, even though somebody might have done all the things, it doesn't work. It doesn't fucking work because you'll just turn yourself into a triumphant victim rather than just saying, you know what? I got married. It didn't work out for whatever reason. It doesn't matter. So you're using a lot of dramatic language. You're not a fucking indentured servant, okay? Like you should go and read about indentured fucking servants to see their life compared to the life you've got. So that's not the case. You're not an indentured servant. You're somebody who is married and like everybody else, there are certain rules to that. And you're at the effect of some of the rules that you didn't either plan on nor want. That's just how that goes. But you see, look, the more you make your life about this, the more fucked up you're going to get. What I don't hear from you is the life you're building. What I don't hear from you is what's next. What I don't hear from you is your plans, your hopes, your dreams, your aspirations. Because when you start vesting yourself in those things, when you start giving yourself to those things, this responsibility that you have will be a very small part of your life. But if you focus on this, if you keep going on the pathway you're going, my friend, this will be what your life's about. You will give yourself an ache in your gut that you will never get rid of. That divorce went the way it went, that marriage went the way it went, and this is how it turned out. You might not like it, but them's the rules. And it's the same with fucking driving at 85 miles an hour and a 60. There's certain rules. You might not like those fucking rules. You might not agree with those rules. And them's the rules. Water is wet. You're going to turn yourself into a big victim here, even more so than you're already doing. And that is going to make you an asshole because you're doing it knowingly. You'd rather be right than have fucking peace of mind. You'd rather focus on this and settle on this and have this thing fucking eat away at you and say, no, this is just part of being alive. It's part of being a human being. Or the analogy that I like to use. When you go into Starbucks, it always smells like fucking coffee. What are you complaining about? It's supposed to smell like coffee. Well, you know what? See, when you get fucking married, divorce is part of the deal. Stop pretending it's not part of the deal or hiding from that it's part of the deal. It's part of the fucking deal. And these are the outcomes. 
and you accept that this is part of what you got your fucking self into. Because as far as I'm concerned, I'm pretty sure there was no one standing behind you with a fucking blowtorch up your ass making you get fucking married. You walked in the door yourself. Didn't turn out. I get it. You're getting out now. I get that too. There are repercussions. I get that. And that's how it goes. And like everything in life that doesn't go the way that you thought it should, you got to stand right there and say, okay, now what? Your focus is always on the future. What's next? What's next? What's next? Stop focusing on what's in the way or what you're burdened by. None of that shit fucking matters. Everybody's dealing with something. Everybody's got some specter hanging over them. Step the fuck up. Come on. Not just for you, but for her and your friends and your family and for everybody. Like, this is bullshit. Is this how you want your life defined? By this? I'm an endangered servant. No, you're fucking not. You're being overly dramatic. And I know this is tough on you. I get it. That's your experience. Your experience is this is tough on you. I get that. By the way, there's a lot of people in this fucking world would take your circumstances in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. And that's not meant to diminish your circumstances. That's designed for you to fucking get yourself another perspective. If you keep dwelling in where you're at, this gets worse. This is a small part of your life. It's a small part of your potential. You have this new opportunity presenting itself, and all you want to do is talk about how the old one didn't end the way you wanted it to. Fucking tough. I've lost count the number of people over the years who have wasted their lives on this isn't fair or this isn't right. People think, like, if you get annoyed at something or angry at something or upset by something, that that's what you need to make a change. It's not. If you're aggrieved about something, if you're upset about something, there are avenues, there are pathways. If you want to fucking start challenging the law, you can do that. But don't devote your life to that. Devote your life to whatever it is inspires you and compels you. You're either going to build a new life or you're going to wallow in the fucking misery of the impact of the old one. And that, my friend, is your choice. Gary, based on what you just said, I just have a quick question. Do you think that it's the same sort of advice or perspective that you would give to someone who doesn't necessarily feel like the alimony they're paying is servitude, but instead they're volunteering that alimony because they feel like it's some type of either recompense or they want things to be all right? Is your answer sort of the same to that sort of perspective? Because we've got a lot of diverse views in the nation. Of course. Look, ultimately, if you if you really ask yourself, right, like, why am I doing this? Let's say you're paying alimony somebody to kind of soften the blow or make up for something, right? What are you fundamentally interested in? Tell the fucking truth, by the way. And somewhere in there, you'll see, I want to be thought well of. That's what that's about. I'm buying other people's opinions. I know some people say, no, it's what I think of myself. Get in there, dig in, check it out. You'll see what I'm talking about. We're obsessed by being thought well of or highly of or accepted because we belong. And somehow getting a divorce is a scar on our nature or a scar. And some people feel that way. I know not everybody feels that way, but some people do. You know, fuck, I just said it. The truth will set you free. It's like sometimes when I ask people a question, they're looking for the right answer rather than telling the truth. And the truth is right in front of your face. Like why you do what you do. 
why you don't do what you don't do. Start to get a little bit more connected to reality. If somebody wants to pay alimony in some way to make something up, then you should be honest about that then. Like, I feel guilty and I feel as if I owe you this. Okay. I mean, if you want to do that, you can. But realize you are being driven by your own fucking guilt. Then you're telling the truth. I mean, it's not going to make you any more whole. No, no. And it's why we talked about this in one of the previous episodes about being incomplete with somebody, right? Like when they say sorry. Oh, that'll do it for me. No, it fucking won't. You're still hanging on to being right. Come on, tell the truth. We get so sidetracked by the justification or the reason or the excuse that we can't even see the truth anymore. Can't see or so wrapped up in the world that that is for us that we can't see the truth anymore. And so when somebody like me comes along and says, well, let's set that aside and tell the truth. It seems like a simple thing, but it's only in the exercise of it that you're actually able to do it. Like, oh my gosh, what is the truth here? You know, it really is a case of starting to realize your own humanity and understand your own humanity, how you're wired, why you do what you do. And then realizing where you're placing these kind of false assumptions, false beliefs, and then acting on those instead of acting on life itself. When that's running you, it'll just find a way to get expressed. It's your job to understand it and start to realize that it's not real. It's just what you apply to certain situations and act accordingly. Great. So let's move on to this next question. Our next question comes from Lisa. As a kid, I grew up Catholic while also celebrating my dad's Jewish heritage. But I eventually left the Catholic Church because, as a lesbian, I can't receive sacraments. This conflict has drummed up some internal conflict, to say the least. So here it is. Why am I so caught up in labeling my spirituality? And should I even give a shit? Yeah, it's a good question. I hate the way as a society we're just dissecting ourselves. This group, that group, that group, this group, this group, that group. Like, because I'm a man, I can't speak to somebody who's a woman. And even more so because I'm a man of a certain age, I can't speak to a woman at a certain age or I'm a heterosexual man of a certain age. I can't speak to a woman of a certain age of a certain sexuality. As a fucking white man of a certain age of a certain kind of fucking sexuality, I can't speak to... Do you know what I mean? Like there's this illusion and it's a fucking illusion that you can't speak to human concerns because of these things that we've been fed, which isn't fucking true, right? You are a human being. I'm a human being. We're always being something. You, like I, have experienced anger, frustration, hurt, anxiety, love, overwhelm. Those are all human experiences. We experience them in different ways, maybe even to different extremes. But if I think with it long enough or if I sit with it long enough, I can connect with where you're at. And I fucking get where you're at. I get where you're at. I get what it's like to experience yourself as something yet having no opportunity to express it. I get what it's like, like the kind of thoughts that would run through my mind. But what a really weird point right now, and this is a passion of mine right now because it's my view that the evolution of human being is a conversational one. We're so busy looking for the day when we're going to sprout a fucking tail or something. We think that's the evolution of human being. That is not my view at all. I think they're an evolving conversation. And if you look at the early texts or the early representations of life, they were much simpler than the kind of complexities that they are now. And the complexities 
of our evolution, that is our conversational evolution, things are coming to life that never existed before because we had no language for it. So it seems like all this shit's new, when in fact it's not new, it's always existed, but we've never had the language to kind of articulate it. That includes, by the way, our sexuality. Now, there's like variations of sexuality, there's different expressions of sexuality, like there's so fucking much to it. Now, and it seems like it's getting more complex, when really what's happening is we're able to distinguish it better. We're getting better and better and better at capturing it in language. And by the way, we're still pretty fucking clumsy with it. We don't have it nailed. I know there's a lot of conversational challenges in the public domain right now. It's okay. We're working our way through it. We'll get there, right? We're just in the middle of a, like a conversational fucking revolution where new things are coming up in language and we don't know what the fuck to do with it. And it's a big upset because it's a complete invasion of how we lived before. So we capture life. We capture experiences in language. And by the way, this is why language is such a big part of being a human being, because we create in language. When I look somebody in the eye, I say, I love you. I'm creating an environment in language. Right? You'd either going to buy into that environment or not. So I want you to get, first of all, especially when it comes to things like faith, those are conversational domains. Those are conversations that have existed for a long time. And they grew in times where sexuality didn't have the kind of level of understanding or distinction that it has now. So you can get why there would be a struggle or a conflict. You're evolving, we're evolving, the conversation for what it is to be a human being is evolving, and you're just in this phase of, of that development. So I wouldn't be so quick to pigeonhole yourself to try and make you fit into a conversation that itself is developing. You got to realize people are judgmental fuckers. How do you know that? Because you are. You're a judgmental fucker. That's how you know people are. So, you know, for the Christians out there, you know, there, but for the grace of God, go I, right? So we're all judgmental in big ways and little ways, and in obvious ways and less obvious ways. I would suggest to you a little bit of your problem here is got a lot to do with being judged. Given your evolution as a human being, given your development as a human being, I bet you've come up against a lot of judgment. I get you might even have a hesitancy or even some kind of resistance in light of that judgment. But you got to crack on anyway. You got to find your expression, what's good for you and the place that makes most sense to you. And this is for everybody on this broadcast this week. You're a flashpoint in the history of humanity. I mean, look, no one's going to even fucking know that I existed a hundred years from now. That's, them's the facts. And I've sold over two million books. But if you think of the magnitude of history, I'm a snot bubble. And I'm okay with that. And you should be okay with that. And you should be okay with finding your spot and nestling in there right now and expressing yourself and being great with yourself and developing yourself and finding whatever level of spirituality works for you, like really works for you and empowers you without the need to you fitting in somewhere. You're you. Follow that. All right, Stephen, this is the point where we deal with somebody's voicemail. This has always been a lot of fun for me is getting these voicemail questions queued. So 
This week's voicemail question is coming in from Jenny. Hey, Gary, this is Jenny. Um, I am a huge fan of your material. I followed it for a little while now, and it's just been really helpful. So I'm thankful for, for you and your material. I'm calling today because I do have a question. I need some advice. A while back, I was in a very emotionally abusive marriage with a lot of anger, a lot of mind games. That ended with him cheating and leaving the marriage um, for a coworker. I'm completely over the marriage. I'm completely over my ex. I'm happy. But there are just some residual effects that I have from the abuse because, you know, when you're told for 15 years that you're worthless and, you know, you never, you never make anything of yourself, you're lazy, it becomes part of, like, your inner voice. I just feel like I can't get over this hump of feeling inadequate and feeling not good enough or feeling even sometimes like I'm just too much of a personality. And sometimes I feel like I'm not enough for a situation. It's just always this combat of inadequacy. Do you have any advice for that? Again, thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for your courage. Stepping out there the way you did is going to make a difference for thousands and thousands and thousands of people who listen to this podcast every week. I want to take a slightly different approach, okay? So my assertion, I'm going to assert something to you, that this experience of I'm not good enough, it's not just from the marriage. I'm going to assert that it's been there for you even before that and probably got amplified in the marriage. And I want you to really look back in your life. I want you to really look back at, like, what are my earliest memories? This might not be the first memory, but I want you to look back and see, like, well, what are some earlier memories where I had that feeling of inadequacy, like I'm not enough, not good enough, not smart enough, whatever it is, not enough. And I want you to really look at and see like how it kind of played through your life like a string. But if you look back, I think you'll see it trailing through your life. I think you're at a point right now in your life where it's become very amplified. So good news first. The good news is you're not a fucking weirdo. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. It's very human. Not just for you, but for all human beings, that is some kind of self-deprecating opinion. Human beings kind of need that self-deprecation. They need that self-doubt because it gives them something to overcome in life. Problem is, we can dwell on it. We can get kind of swallowed up by it. Some people would disagree with me and I don't fucking care. My only intention here is to fucking set you free. That's all I care about. I don't give a fuck about anything else. So on one hand, you say, I'm, I'm okay with a marriage. I'm complete with a marriage. I'm da, 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 da. And I'm going to say, no, you're fucking not. You're not complete with the end of what that marriage was supposed to do for you. You're incomplete about that. You see, when you marry someone, and this is the case for all people, you've got something in mind. Now, most people, or maybe not most, because I don't have a scientific fucking study, but I know it's a lot of people are in what I would call an identity-based relationship. That is, I'm in a relationship with somebody to overcome something about myself. So I'm going to say you're driven by some subconscious notion of, I'm not good enough. That You're driven by that. Now, if you've read Stop Doing That Shit, you'll realize that when that thing's there in the background of your thoughts, you're constantly picking up evidence for I'm not good enough. I'm going to make a little assertion here about your ex. I'm going to talk about his self-deprecating little voice in his head. And his is something like, I'm not loved. 
And he's constantly trying to find evidence for his shit. So you bring these two human beings together. I'm not good enough. And I'm not loved. And what they're doing is finding evidence. But what happens if I meet somebody who says they love me? Well, I have to fucking kill that off. Now, I'm not going to do that consciously. I'm not getting out of my bed in the morning thinking, how can I kill off this person loving me? No, I've got this experience in myself where I'm not lovable. How could somebody love me? Therefore, you must be fucking either out of your mind or you must be fucking delusional or something to say that you love me because at a very fundamental, my experience of myself is I can never be loved. You know, I'm not a betting man, but I would fucking bet that's what rattling around in his cage to this day and that'll never go away until he fully gets aware of it. And I'm not breaking him down here to somehow excuse him for what he did or didn't do because he could have been the biggest fucking asshole that ever walked the face of the planet. But the reality is we're all driven by something at a very fundamental level. And I'm willing to bet he was driven by that. If you take away all the reasons why, I think you'll see that you're driven by something that's been there for a long time and now it's really loud. So if you haven't read, and I really mean this, this isn't an opportunity for me to sell one fucking book to you, but if you read Stop Doing That Shit, you'll get a real insight into what drives you personally as a human being. That's the start. Like, you're subconsciously driven to prove what you already believe, even when you can't see what you believe fully. You just live with the impact of what you believe in your deepest thoughts. So I'm going to say this to you, look, this is your opportunity. This is your shot, right? Because you're up to the same thing in this relationship, your new relationship that your ex was up to in your old one. Like you'll notice you hung around there for 15 years to this person. Only somebody who thinks they're not good enough would hang in there that long. But I want you to consider that at some level for you, this was confirming what you already believed about yourself, as horrible as it was. And I get it. I don't need the whole picture. I can get that this was fucking pretty brutal for you, but I want you to get like, this was the thing your subconscious is out to confirm for itself. And it finds its evidence there. The problem is you're in this relationship with a guy who's the whole other end of the spectrum. And yet, you're still there. You're still in it. And the logic of your mind, well, clearly that was from the marriage. And I'm saying, no, it might have got inflated or blown up in the marriage, but it was there before. That's the whole idea behind a, a relationship based on identity. You have to prove the validity of the identity that you have. And how you do that is finding evidence for that self-deprecation. And then you overcome it. And then you find evidence. And then you overcome it. Sounds like you're fucked, but you're not. And this is why it's imperative for everybody to do the work on themselves and to start to really understand your past, not in a way like you're burdened by something or something's broken, but purely from the perspective of understanding like, oh, no, yeah, that makes sense. You very much have the mechanics of a typical human being, something internal driving you to get ahead, but you never quite get past it. It always comes back. And you can change the circumstances like you've done and there it is. So what I'd invite you to do is to start to acknowledge, recognize, see it for what it is, which basically, by the way, is just wiring. It's nothing else. It's nothing even to get rid of. It's actually something just to kind of see it for itself. And in the moment of seeing it for itself, it's no longer you, but rather it's something you're observing. 
like an experience of yourself. And I, look, I want you to know I do this all the fucking time. What you think or feel about yourself has got nothing to do with who you are. Remember, from unfuck yourself, you're not your thoughts. You're not your feelings even. Sometimes you feel great. Sometimes you feel shit. If you keep attaching yourself to your feelings, welcome to the fucking roller coaster and you're never getting off. You are what you do. You acknowledge your feelings. Your feelings are important. They're just not fucking critical to absolutely everything that you do. It's about acknowledging your feelings and then starting to lay out a pathway about situations, about relationships that are a victory over that, a victory over who you've been. Telling truth about that, but not using it as an excuse. Not using it as a crutch to check out. I'm going to lay it out for you so you can see the power of your subconscious. You're going to keep going this way. This guy's going to be great with you. He's going to keep going. Days, weeks, months, years of that, he's going to get fucking exhausted and tired of it. And then you're going to prove your point. See? I'm not enough. Fucking knew it. So you're always subconsciously proving your point. Trying to overcome it. Proving it. Trying to overcome it, prove it, trying to overcome it, and then you fucking die. So this is about mapping out the life you're after. If you're out to have a loving relationship with this guy, then what does your self-esteem have to do with it? If you're out to start a new business, what's your self-esteem got to do with that? We dwell on how we feel and we're waiting for our feelings to match up with the future when it's not going to work like that. It's your actions. And two things. I'm requesting that you forgive your ex for all of it. Because in forgiving him, you move on. And you're no longer going to explain yourself in terms of that marriage. Why? It's too easy. Let go of that. Let go of the need to explain yourself. And by the way, this is for everybody. You got to really fucking listen. When you're your least effective, you will notice that it's all about you. How you're doing how you're not doing, how you're feeling, how you're not feeling. That's a moment to recognize that you are no longer present. You're checked out and you're in your head. And you got to get out here with people and act on your commitments and what you want from this life and your commitment to this guy and your commitment to this relationship and your commitment to yourself and realize that you can function at least temporarily, moment to moment, alongside this kind of negative experience yourself. Until such times that you're so involved with the thing that you give yourself to, that takes over. So it's a practice. There's nothing wrong with you. Okay? You're whole, you're complete, and you're perfect just the way you are. And it's your job to explore what else is now available given all of this. Explore the kind of outer reaches of your own human beingness. And to explore love from a different perspective and to explore self from a different perspective. And you've got like a great place to start, which is this whole recurring thought of worth, which are just brain patterns. I love it when people say, how do I control my brain patterns? Good fucking luck. If you answer that question, I think you'll solve a lot of shit. They don't hang around. They're firing and then they stop. Acknowledge them. And then you'll learn to actually live alongside them and then you realize you've built a life that's bigger than them. And that, Jenny, is the key. Stop selling out on your past. Stop selling out on your future in favor of your past, actually. And start realizing, like, yeah, you've got a past. Yeah, you got brain patterns. Yeah, you have an experience of yourself that you don't always like. So fucking what? 
The real miracle is when you start to stretch out there to interrupt that drift of the automatic and to step out there into the future and start creating the life you're after. So that's the game, Jenny. The game is a foot. All right, you guys, that's it for the week. Thank you for listening. As usual, if you want to participate in the program, if you've got a subject you want me to touch on, if you've got a question you want me to answer or a conundrum you want me to unpack for you, you can email us, connect at garyjohnbishop.com. You can call us and leave a voicemail, 646-450-3203. Don't forget to pick up your copy of my latest book, Wise as Fuck, Simple Truths to Guide You Through the Shitstorms of Life. And as usual, rate the show, review the fucking show, and subscribe to the show and tell people about what we're doing here. We want to get the word out. We want to unfuck the nation, whichever nation you're in. Have a great one, and I'll see you on the flip side. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.